When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, I'm on. Hey, <laughs> okay, I didn't know you were already rolling, man. What's going on, dude? Because I've been sitting here uploading a video that I can share with everybody. And then we we walk up to the doorstep, and what do we find at the doorstep today, Moan? Uh, somebody straight cat? Uh, way better than that. We've oh, got okay. gifts galore. What, oh, what happened here, everybody? Goodness. This hey. is the way to show up for work. Yeah, this is Michael Johnson said it. I'm saying Mona DK. Also, shout out to whoever sent these gifts. First time in the chat. Mm-hmm. See, came over yeah. here and got a gift. Your your workplace don't get any other podcast don't give you that. AJ comes in with ten, and for all he knows, we're going to have a lousy show today. Uh, <laughs> Daniel comes in with ten, and then he was like, "Nah, I'm going to make it another 10. He does that, and then Barber, who's never to, never one to be trimming. No, for shortchanging any particular process. You, there. you like that? I yeah. see what you did there, man. Comes in with ten, and then five, and then five. So yeah, we're off to a flying start today. Uh, for those of you who don't know how to do this, uh, make sure you have uh, accept memberships on or allow gifts uh, on YouTube, and then you can go in and claim yours. Uh, I just came back from the Steelers facility, Moan. Have a bunch of updates, all this other stuff. What you got? I know, man. It's Friday, and I'm looking forward to this game. Great test for this team, man. But I was super excited about the injury report for one particular person. For sure, I was excited about that one, DK. Yeah, we'll have the latest on Deontay Johnson right from Deontay. And we're going to let you know how three of the top four corners on the depth chart did not practice today. Oh, and Lord. there were practice squad dudes taking first team reps at corner. So we'll be getting into all that kind of stuff uh, sometime after Moan does the happy thing over there. Yeah, until I do the happy thing. Okay. All right. All right. Let's stop playing <laughs> around. We ready. Oh, that's. Thing is, you don't get do overs with the bell. I don't, cause you go the, immediately into start the show. Bum bum bum. Yeah, <laughs> that was a terrible bell, man. I feel bad. You know, the nice thing is, it's only a handful of days until you get your bell, the Casey Kester bell. You want to hear how nice this is going to sound for everybody? Listen, Listen to this. Listen. That's a good. <laughs> <laughs> they're dogging me now dk and it's, and it's happy listen to that you do have the worst bell yeah lee that was terrible man bing jay hannah ain't feeling it at all dk <laughs> Golly. Just awful deontay johnson did practice today uh he was a full participant i spoke with him at length afterward and Deontay assured me up, down, and sideways that he's fine. He said that, and, and Moan, you can explain this to, to people, what he meant by this. He said that, you know, he felt a little something. He said it, it wasn't related to the original injury. Yeah. Okay, the original hamstring injury. He said that it, he felt a little something, and he just went to the coaches and asked, and, and you know what, and they they trusted him because he's a veteran. Is that how that works, Moan? You, you have to have almost some kind of license to it. Yeah, you do. Uh, I was also one of those players that was afraid to say stuff at times because I never wanted to miss a rep. But mm-hmm. when you play a position like he does, and linemen mostly cope with stuff, they'll just make it happen, right? Because we have a specific job. We're not running 100 miles per hour on each play. Deontay feeling something in his hamstring uh, this portion of the season after getting healthy. Coach, hey, man, you trust me, right? Right. I got a little something. Go in. Look, DK, is this. Hey, go in. There's no other questions to be asked, DK, behind something like that. 
Um, you must rather have him and trust his words than to think a guy's trying to get out of practice for any particular way, DK. That ain't how it works, man. Uh, and that's what we talk about sometimes when I say these things like you got to have enough uh, deposits in Coach Tomlin's emotional data bank. That's trust. That's all I'm really getting at. Yeah, he, he wanted to show, I think today, he wanted to show Mike Tomlin, listen, I understand that you as a head coach value Friday participation when it comes to starting. I'm not about to put you in an awkward spot, mm -hmm. okay? I'm going to show you that I'm ready on Friday. Let's keep it real. <laughs> okay but i'm, I'm going to show you what I, i'm going to show you what i got i'm going to show you that i'm ready to face jacksonville sunday at 102 p.m uh cam hayward was a full participant do not read anything into that okay uh cam yeah. was just out there for every drill it was a, it was a it was a good thing it made people smile uh cam is on a prescribed return thing if he were yeah. to show up on the field sunday it would be he, he's not going to Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, Cam, this is what you call work and rehab is what Cam got going on right now. Mm -hmm. uh, the way that injury worked, the same way I'm sure it was with Deontay at practice too with his hamstring. You gradually increase your workload so that that strain of jumping back out there. Within the practice. Yes, within the practice. Okay. It's not going to be something that sends you back. Cam being out there is, is the way rehab should have been done ages ago. So we don't have all these questions about guys being injured and stuff like that to this day. That is what's going on right now. And I'm, I, just, just be here, okay? Be glad that Cam is on schedule or maybe even a little bit ahead of schedule uh, with him being out on the practice field. We have been longing to have him at 100%, DK. We have the mm -hmm. room game specifically has been waiting on Cam to get back. So I have to share because of the cam, the cam and the community thing. Because I think people hear this stuff and they wonder, is it real? Do these guys whatever? There was a there was a child watching the practice today. Okay, and and, it, and as as players are coming off, you know they recognize what the situation is. Whether it's I didn't ask whether it was make the wish or whatever, yeah. but they recognize the situation. And individual players, everybody has their own thing. Okay. Uh, Kenny Pickett, for example, comes over and, and kneels down with the kid and just has a few words. And then he turns around and he says to him, hey, you coming to the game Sunday? And the kid the kid goes, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was awesome. All of it was awesome. So I don't mean to weigh one above any of the rest, right? Yeah. But Cam comes off and Cam just barks out. Hey, young man, what's going on? You can totally picture this. Yeah, okay. okay, okay. All right. So I'm going to get you emotional here. He probably hadn't shaved or nothing, huh? Here he is acting he, like a cool dude. Go he, ahead. He comes off and he's, hey, young man, whatever. Okay. And he goes, how would you like a nice team photo? And everybody who is within earshot of Cam, and that's a big earshot, yeah. comes and huddles around him. And then Deontay goes in front of the kid like this. Okay. Uh makes for this beautiful about about 15 16 guys right yeah and i'm thinking man people don't see the side of this football team of these players of these athletes and what they give and how yeah. the, you know the funny thing is you can think oh they're doing it because the reporters that are i gotta be honest with you i don't know that i'm allowed to share everything that i just shared <laughs> with you because it happened on the practice field okay yeah yeah not that it's not that it's just that that's that's who he is and who they are. Am I right, Moan? It is, man. And uh, as as much hell he causes on the field <laughs> and to his teammates in practice, the dude is a good human being, man. And oh. and more times than not, um, I know folks don't want to hear about that side of their favorite athletes or they just want to see them get dubs and win championships. But, at DK, what you're saying there is there's so much more than what the number 97 is. We're talking about the human being. We're talking about a guy that's – uh, carrying on his dad's legacy, you know, that's got his little brother on the team and really loves his mom and wife and kids and stuff, man. Uh, that's some cool stuff. And this is what I always did when it came down to whether well, bringing Make-A-Wish kids out there, they have some community projects that they bring in for the practice too. Those little 15 minutes that you have with those kids means the world to them. It's normal for us, right? But for Cam to go outside of his way uh, to do that type of stuff, you got to appreciate it. And that's one thing I've always uh, uh, admired about Coach T. He always made sure, hey, go by, say something, because they chose you. That's how to make a wish work too, DK. If that was them, uh, it was a, if it was that organization, 
those kids are in very dire situations. You y'all know that it's make a wish. You get one or you get some events. They choose to come to a Pittsburgh Steelers practice and a game. Most people want to tell you, take me to Disney, right? Mm-hmm. So, of course, the attention that you give to them is phenomenal. And some guys go over and beyond. We always try to make sure we did, whether it was guys getting on the knee, uh, the star guys on the team coming up and signing stuff, having conversation with the parents. Uh, I've always loved that about Pittsburgh. That's some real, real cool stuff, DK. And you, Steelers Nation, have yourself a defensive captain for the ages. Um, Mike Tomlin's probably got the best line I've ever heard about Cam Hayward. He said, that man checks all the boxes. He does. And and I think that's just so perfect because I'm trying to think of like, all right, what's Cam's big flaw? Yeah. (laughs) yeah. What's he got, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I got a real big flaw for you for him. He He's a butthole to his offensive lineman in practice. Uh-huh. That's his one flaw, <laughs> okay? <laughs> DK, that's what we got going on, all right? You, right. you, you shouldn't ask me. You shouldn't ask. This is why, this is why you tune in to the Ramon Foster Show. Lario has become a leader in that group as well, but there's only one yeah. captain. And and yes, Ironhead Ironhead would be proud. There's no yeah. question about that. Uh, we've had other questions here uh, from our viewers about injuries and so forth. Uh, Anthony McFarland, somebody asked about him. I'm going to just tell you that Anthony McFarland, we will not know his status until tomorrow. Um, here it comes from Don Klimko because he's still on IR. So he has to elevate him. You got to be elevated to the active participation, and we'll see about that. We'll see about uh, that. If, if I was to ask you, then that him being activated activated means someone has to get clipped. DK, where I don't even want to know a, a person. Where would that position get clipped at? If you're guessing, yeah, it would. It would almost have to be somebody at the running back slash, uh, you know, return position, and they've they've got some. Uh, guys that are pretty deep on the depth chart that are already on the active roster, okay. you know, so I, I wouldn't worry about who would be getting, uh, getting taken off of the list there. Uh, I got, um, when we come back with the only segment that matters, we're going to open it up with a little bit of a conversation that I had with Deontay today. All right, let's get, do that, man. You guys might like that. All right, that's, that's the Ramon, uh, uh, uh hey, Moan segment. I, I'm messing yeah, yeah. up my own segment right there. Yeah, DK. you messed right. up the question. I, I totally messed up the did. bell. You messed up the question, what, DK. What are the rules? You see what I'm doing? Also, <laughs> misery loves company. Doing. I'm dragging you uh, down. You're with trying. Me. You're trying to you get me to that level here. I'm not the one that just called Cam a butthole when I'm giving this heartwarming story. <laughs> I can't wait to tell them that next week, too. I'm like, I got violins out here. Yeah. People are in. Ramon's thinking, what a butthole. <laughs> to one group, though, to the offensive line, what you supposed to be. Hey, you're humans, too, I've been told. I keep trying to convince people that. <laughs> Why am I waving? We'll be right back. We'll be right back. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. All right, welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's live. He's in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm in downtown Pittsburgh. And the Steelers play the Jaguars at 1.02 p.m. Sunday. And according to Deontay Johnson, Deontay will be part of the offense in that game. And he was really emphatic about that. Even, you know, even was telling me stuff off the record and whatever else is, you know, where it's it's not gonna you know to to yeah. make sure that I understood how much he meant that he's he's actually going to play. Uh, on that note, here's here's one minute with Deontay. Hope you guys like this. Deontay, when you looked at the film from LA, and I know it had to be good. Um, what did you see? What did you see that you liked that made things open up in the fourth quarter? Because that's what everybody wants to know right now. Is how did that happen? Um, it's really what the not coach, magic. The not nah, <laughs> definitely not magic. Just watching film. 
knowing what the defense is going to do in those those situations, like uh, it was like 38, 39 or whatever, uh, we knew what they was going to be in, and they, we got the right coverage in. You know what I'm saying? We ex I executed the play. Kenny, you know what I'm saying, believed in me, threw the ball my way, and I, I made the play. Got us in great field position. Jalen ran it in. And everybody blocked. Yes, everybody blocked. <laughs> it was did a beautiful job. play. Yes, sir. <laughs> everybody did their job. That's hot. He calls me, sir. He, he does did. that all That's the time. Not. He does that all the time. Calls me, sir. He I'm did, not sure how man. to feel about that. Uh, he got good manners. That's more him than you. Good. Yeah, that's more him than you. You know what else I liked about that little that, that little line there was that he's talking about execution repeatedly. Mm -hmm. Execution. Everything is about execution. You don't hear him say, "Well, we had some better play designs." We you, you didn't hear, you didn't hear anything about that, did you? He just said, "Look, Kenny threw the ball. I caught it." Yeah. Um, DK, if we talk good about this offense, man, um, it, then it takes away from what Chris got going on. And just because it wouldn't be right to go day without fire Matt Canada, because that's the uh, that's the double edged sword that you're kind of dealing with when you look at guys like Deontay or Najee or Jalen, anybody brag about how this offense has worked, you know, especially when it comes down to what happened in L.A., the explosion plays they've kind of had in the fourth quarter stuff. Right. Um, Deontay told you it wasn't magic. It was execution. It was watching this group do their job one by one and, and just finally connecting. Um, if, if that's the style of offense and we got live comments and we're doing a live show right now, DK, if what you saw in the second half of this game um, from Matt Canada and Kenny Pickett and this offense, what continues on? Are you guys OK with that? That's the answer I want to know, DK, because we're doing our show, right? But as fan involvement, if that's if can Matt Canada get your grace and forgiveness if he does that style of offense moving forward? And but that also DK is is dependent upon the run game being correct, health of players. You won't convince me, DK, that Deontay being back in this offense is why this offense is potentially going to. We gotta acknowledge that Deontay's a huge part of it because that's another weapon. It's not like you just got to go to George Pickens or hope that Connor Hayward is going to make plays for you or telling the offensive line, hey, block it up. Well, I know it's a seven, eight-man, nine-man box, but give me a yard or two. That's a hard life to live for almost any offensive coordinator, for anybody that's playing that style of offense. If you get that for the rest of this year, does Matt Canada deserve to have his job for the rest of the year moving forward? I mean, I don't think it matters. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be the coordinator regardless. And you think even next year, regardless? Oh, next year, regardless? No, yeah, that's what I, I'm saying. No, I wouldn't say that. No. Okay. I, I think you're gonna need to see a steady and demonstrable improvement. I don't think you need to see the Steelers turn into the Dolphins by Week 17, but I do think you need to see something that says, "All right, here was a problem over here. The problem was solved. Here was a problem over here." The problem was solved. Okay. That here is an offensive line that really didn't seem to fit the other schemes, but then that problem was solved. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Okay. That's the yeah. stuff these these Naji bi week meetings that Naji's having with the, the offensive linemen. It sounds great, makes for a fun narrative. It's certainly a good headline for us. Mm -hmm. It is. But is is it what you want? Uh, nah, it ain't what you want. You want consistency, I, either I, consistently yeah. enough to get fired or consistently enough to win a bunch of games. DK, one or the other has to happen, right? Uh, I want to see Najee focused on running the football that week. I don't want to see him playing amateur coordinator over the course of the week. Frank comes in with a, a 499 gift and man, the, the gifts keep right on coming. Uh, no doubt, man. Yeah, we have, uh, where is it down here? John, who came in big yesterday, comes in with 10 more. Uh, the, you are the, amazing, man. The, on the memberships here. Uh, Crystal wants to know, Moan. Uh, hey, Moan. I had to do one of those once in a while. I used to do this for every single question. Hey, Moan! <laughs> is there much to be made of Najee Harris versus Travis Etienne? It's the 2021 draft revisited. It is. It is. Yes, yep. yes, the hell it is, okay? Uh, Najee's got a head start on him because ETN ended up uh, missing his rookie year. Right. This is the matchup that both of them want uh, in these moments. Remember, Ben versus Brady, okay? Right, DK, Ben versus Eli, Ben versus Peyton, 
Drew tell, Brees. Tell everybody how seriously Ben took that stuff. Philip Rivers and Eli? It oh. never stopped. He I don't know if he'll admit it or say it, but the competitor that I know wanted mm-hmm. to bury those dudes. Yeah. So if, if Najee's that type of guy, and that's Alabama versus Clemson, absolutely. They've been matched up with each other since college, maybe even since high school. I, I want to see Najee go off. And I also want to see this defense, defense of ours or the Steelers stop ETN. Okay. That's the type of game this is. If it does turn into a uh, a run game, I like to see Najee come out on top. And I saw somebody ask the questions. Also, uh, the pass, the, the corners for Jacksonville is a little suspect at times. Do I want to see him air it out? Whatever wins the game is awesome for me. But I love to see Najee get about 120, 130. 120 to 130, I got to tell you, out of Najee is a victory. Yeah, it is. I mean, forgetting everything else, that's just a flat out victory uh do go ahead do okay so it's, it's fascinating Jalen warren went in earlier last week i feel like in that that rams game mm-hmm. um are we gonna get to a running back by committee style just to keep Najee healthy just to spread it out and keep defenses you know on tilt a little bit because for in order for Najee to get that Najee needs a lot of reps and that's the only issue that when it comes down to saying yeah Najee. We want you to have 130 yards each and every week. That means you also got to hand that ball off about 25 times to Najee. Yeah, see, I don't care about that. You I, don't? I, okay. No, I, I'm looking for way more uh, an offense along the line of what we saw late in Los Angeles, which was that you didn't know who was going to get the ball next. Facts. Okay. Okay, that I really liked. Okay, it doesn't have to be the Le'Veon D'Angelo. You know, Lev gets two series. D'Angelo gets the next. It doesn't have to be that. They can alternate plays. I'll say this line again. What are the rules? Okay. Win the game. You can interchange constantly. If it looks like that something that Najee did might free up something for Jalen on the next run or vice versa, go for it, man. Yeah. 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 If the defensive line just got stretched out on one play by Jalen and you think there might be something softer in the middle, Go nuts. Go, go do that. Go. Absolutely. Do that, th- do that thing right there to help us win. I'm with you. No, I like that. Justin Work comes in with a contribution hey. of $7.30. Says, I want an old school DK leans back in the chair and says, hey, Moan, what will it be like for the Titans game on the other sideline? Uh, it's going to be a lot of focus because I can tell you guys who are being in the stadium are already tuned in. I'm, I'm hoping for a real good experience for myself. Uh, of course, I'm paid to do a job here in Nashville. So you guys know I have to do that job. But, of course, I'll be smirking. I might do this when Renegade is played just so I can hear the effects of everything. Because I wear noise-canceling uh, cans or headphones. You have to down I there. I have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'll probably you guys will probably see me broadcasting like this, trying to hear the crowd a little bit because uh, this will be my first time back. DK, you know, I've been saying that a little bit. Uh, I hadn't been to a game uh, since I retired. I still this game. I did go to the Pitt Panthers game, uh, but I hadn't been in that stadium since I retired for a Steelers game. And I think soon, too, a little nugget. I don't think you guys know, but I think they're trying to get the rest of our group up for a particular game. I might drop that nugget real soon. They asked me if I can make it with Al, Pounce, Dave, Gill, and everybody. So uh, I'm going to see if I can drop that nugget on which game that's going to be. That's going to be a good time, and I hate I'm going to miss it. Mm-hmm. Mommy comes in with five gifts. I never know how to say that last. Vegan nummy. Uh, vegan nummy. Uh, you make it sound like you've said that like a hundred times. It's just life. me using my college degree, DK. I mean, some people went to the University of Tennessee and some people didn't. That's right. <laughs> the, one, the ones that would go to the University of Tennessee <laughs> could definitely pronounce vegan nummy. Hand over fist yeah. comes in with, with five gifts. Who do we we have? Tom and Tom here hey, from, from Ontario, teams. Canada. Uh, they're here to ask you a question. They're all like super starstruck too. These look at these guys. It's like, ah, oh my god! It's the it's the Ramon. pixelated version of Ramon. Hey, what's up, my brother? Have a seat right here. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, Moan. How you doing, Tom? Uh, fantastic. Even yeah. even even better now that we uh, I get to sit here with DK and to maybe have a word with you beautiful spectacles by the way i got something similar to that nice glasses man my, my wife will like that she she picks them out what the, the, 
see, I was I was giving you credit. You gave it right to the wife. I guess it's happy wife, happy life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, so a question I've got for you is, is well, as players transition um out of athletics into other areas of life, what was that transition like for you? Because it seems like you seem to be enjoying life. You're you're you've got your hand in some different piles, and yeah. and just curious to see what that transition would have been like. Uh, great question. I'm glad you asked that because not a lot of people, uh, you know, think about those things. Because guys do struggle in those moments of getting out of the game. You got to think most people have been playing football or basketball, baseball since they were 10 years old, at least 10, all the way until they're 30. So that's 20 plus years of you doing the exact same thing. My thing was this as far as my transition out of it. Uh, one, I was planning for it. I knew that door was getting more closed and it was open. So I understood that. Uh, and I started doing other stuff, making sure I was good in the media, uh, making sure I was making the right connections, planning for either sports media or something where I can communicate with folks. Uh, what ha- helped me transition was this. Um, I was ready to be done. Some people can't let it go. Uh, and maybe my story is different from others. I was an undrafted guy, uh, start, started in the Super Bowl, played a whole lot of games, started the majority of my career in Pittsburgh. So when it was, okay, let's close the door, I was okay with it. Some people struggle with it because let's say if I was undrafted and I bounced from team to team or I was a draft pick and I only did two years and I went to another team, you find those guys, especially if they're still in their 20s, early 30s, I can still play. I didn't have that in my mind because I tell people I got my feel out of the NFL. So I was good. Oh, that's great to hear. Thanks. I really appreciate it. No problem. Love listening to you guys every day. I appreciate you, Tom. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Go ahead, real quick. Say hi, Tom. Tom, hey, too. Yeah, Tom, too, from London, Ontario. How's it going, Moan? I'm good, my brother. How are you? Good. Good. Been a Steeler fans all our lives. Ah, uh, that's work. I love it. So, my question is, um, with with uh, with coordinators, um, like when you played, you had Munchik and Todd Haley and yeah. Dick LeBeau too, and um, is it, what do you think is better to? Um, sometimes if you got to change up like like your your offense or your defense to promote from within or to bring a fresh face like some of the experience that that, that comes from outside like like we did with a Todd Haley and a Mike Munchak. Yeah. also former coaches coordinators coaches yeah you know you see that with the with the Cleveland defense right now with Schwartz yeah as an outsider coming in yeah and uh, even Andy Reid brings in uh, Chuck Pagano like do the players react differently to someone coming in. Rather, I'll than, be, rather than a guy that comes in that that was an assistant that they worked with for a couple years, it can work both ways. When the times that we've had people pro- promoted from within, uh, they've proven themselves in that building. That's what a lot of people don't realize is those guys are usually good. They got to get in game experience or like live experience as far as calling plays, managing a group, being capable of being a leader, being capable of being critical. So you have to learn that. When Coach Haley came in as an outsider, he had to prove to us a little bit. And there was a little bit of resistance from everybody because, like, who the hell are you? Like, all right, prove to us that you can coach us up. What's your method? How do you feel? And honestly, we had a lot of respect for Coach Munch, but it was one of those situations just like, are you as good as you say you are? Because I don't know you. You're asking me to do this and do that, but why? Because this is something we've never done before. So it really does boil down to trust. Whatever they're teaching you, whether it be Coach Haley, Bruce Arians, uh, I mean, Mike Monchak, Sean Surrett, whoever that guy may be, what's our trust level like? And does your method work for us? That's always been the case. And if it does, you keep them. If it don't, they get fired. Yeah. Great, great, great insight. Thanks very yeah. much, Ron. Absolutely. Love watching Thank you. Hey, you guys enjoy your time. We will. See ya. No doubt. All right. Nice. Only, I only have to remember one name. Big Thanks, Tom. Canada, Thanks, Tom. What's that? You can hear me, Mon? Uh, yeah, I got you. I got you. All right. All the Canadian flags and Canada jokes. All of the even, funny even, people had. Even Tom Tom were trying to say something about coordinators and stuff, man. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's uh yeah, I don't know if they can get Matt Canada across the border at this point. But, uh, uh, there is a story about a stiller who had to get smuggled across the uh, border at one point in time because his passport didn't come out in time. That happens in baseball every spring. Does it really? Oh, yeah, constantly. Yeah. The, oh, man. 
the three or four three or four players from the Dominican are having quote unquote visa issues getting into Bradenton. Yes, every single year. Same for you, DK. Rodolfo's right. You're gonna get fired. These new uh these these live commenters commenters keep coming in. Oh yeah, I'm 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 definitely in in trouble here. We're gonna take a couple of questions here. I got one for you, right quick. Let's let's start with this one, man. From Wayne, I hadn't seen Wayne in here. Wayne Williams said, "Are yes. we guilty of Calvin yes. Austin malpractice?" Go uh, ahead, know, DK. He walked past me today, and I, that actually crossed my mind. It was like because I haven't thought about him in a while. We okay, ain't talked about him. Is not comfortable. Uh, I would like to see him get more involved, in part because of Deontay's. You know, injury. I, I don't know that you know you can take it easy on Deontay, a wide receiver who's out there for sixty-five snaps, has to run sixty-five routes. You know, yeah. or you know, do you know pass blocking and whatever else is involved. But uh, maybe they find a way to take it a little bit easy on Deontay by getting Calvin involved, or maybe they just say, "Listen, Calvin is in fact our number three wide receiver." We're going to hit him with some short passes. We're going to let him run. Mm-hmm. We're going to let him run. Let Calvin Austin run. Yeah. With the football. Yeah. Yeah. These, now, these should be easy plays to draw up, right? They should be, DK. Uh, and, and do <laughs> – this is going to be trying to compare him to somebody he's not, man. But <laughs> do do like Mike McDaniels does with Tariq. Find ways to get him to dog on mm-hmm. ball if you have a unique speed guy like that. You think that – you think DBs or linebackers or safeties want to chase Calvin Austin's speedy stuff around all game long? No. That is one of those things as a – uh, a coordinator you got to be cognizant of, right? Putting the ball in your playmaker's hand, especially when they have a very unique skill set like Calvin Austin's. Great question, Wayne. Yeah, I love Miami's usage of Tyreek, but I also loved Kansas City's usage of Tyreek because you just give Tyreek the ball okay. and just say go. All right, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, we're saying the same thing. You should yeah. be doing that thing, right? Yeah, that's it. Rick is Rick is one of the, the many people trying to be or pretending to be offended by by Trevor Lawrence referring to the towel as small. Yeah. It's small. We, we we talked about it um two days ago, I think. I played yeah. into it because I'm into finding bulletin board material at any time. I like it. Uh I hope whoever sacks Trevor Lawrence this weekend does this over his body. That's oh, cool. Jeez. You mean I like that. I'm petty like pocket? that. I'm I'm petty like that, DK. <laughs> Absolutely. Have the towel in the back pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put it uh, yeah, right, right by, right in your sock, DK. I'm petty like that. Nah, uh-uh, that was good. Uh, all right. You guys can find it wherever it is that you want. But you, you know? know how we're wired, though, right? You know how we're wired, especially if Renegade gets play. If he gets sacked on Renegade, come on, those tiles will fly, DK. We have lost all, all context for the word clickbait. Trevor Lawrence was the one who described the towel yeah. as small. Trevor Lawrence doesn't have a website. Trevor Lawrence isn't trying to get clicks on his website. We just now say clickbait for every issue that sounds oh. like something people would talk about. I got another two words for you. You know what they are already. Fake news. Well, I mean, no, he too. said it, and it, it but it, I, even when he said it, I thought that, that was actually kind of cool. I, yeah. I, I like when people from other teams recognize things that are uniquely Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's because he want to be us, man. It's cold, DK. Here's the thing: if you're gonna you're gonna get a taunting penalty for that, you might get taunting and a half. That might be a thirty yarder. I was about to say I don't care about that, but I know Coach T is gonna rip somebody's face off if they get another taunting penalty. But I'm into that though. He just have to find me. <laughs> he just have to find me on that one. Yeah, it is what it is. People are trying way too yeah, hard. To, Evan to, put it up there. Said, "Nah, media wise, he complimented us, but it went sideways." It doesn't I know, matter. Evan. It doesn't and matter. That's the thing. It don't matter. No, at all, at all. Tyler has a has a good football question for us. Can we do some rapid fire here? Let's do it. Like, let's knock this like, out. I think like we got ten a few minutes. Ready? Tomorrow. All right, yeah, here it goes. Yeah. Hey, Moan. Do you expect the Steelers to ever involve the tight ends more in the passing game? I get that Pat Fryermuth is out, but that play to Connor Hayward last week got them down to the three. That was beautiful. Uh, that that ha- that has its place. You got to be able to set up those tight end routes. No tight end of ours right now is the premier pass catcher. Uh, even Pat. Pat's not the premier pass catcher. I think we look at him and say he has the uh, potential to be, but I don't think he's premier. He's a part of the offense. He, even Heath Miller, most years I think it was like maybe 600, 700 yards. That's our style of ball. This isn't Kansas City. 
simply put. Yeah, no, you're not going to get Trav- a Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski type here, even if he were to fall into your lap. I don't think so. It, it's just there's there's too much that's asked to the tight end from a blocking standpoint and so forth. But but you need to mix it up, and you I got, do need to throw over the middle. Go ahead. I got Mom. one. Uh, here we go. Great question, by the way, Tyler. Uh, this one's going to forever come up. Hey, Moan. Hey, Moan. Hey, Moan is what he say. If not this week, when would the uh, Deontay Johnson find the end zone? Oh, that still hasn't happened? I, I hate to even say, Kev, but does uh, it matter when we when we scored as many points as we have all year by having him out there last week? He moved the chains for you, man. Uh, you know who else didn't do really good at, at uh, scoring touchdowns? Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, well, A.J. Green. He was another red zone guy that didn't get in or a touchdown guy that didn't get in, man. If he gets me 1,000 yards with two touchdowns on the season, I'll take it. Deontay needs to get you down the field, okay, more than anything else. You know, and, and I think to an extent – you know, I, I, it feels like this streak isn't really a streak. I mean, I look at that big play that he had last week, and he's one turn away from making that into a monster six points. Yeah. You, you know which one I'm talking about? He's, yeah, he catches it, and then he ran down the left sideline. He kind of lost his balance a little uh-huh. bit, and it took him out of bounds. Uh, Frank says, Kenny needs stress early in the game. Start out scripting up-tempo or, dare I say, two-minute urgency. Does that work, Moan? If you go out there for the first drive of the game in tempo. Uh, I, I told you the thing about tempo is this. You got to have a guy that's experienced enough to know where he's going with it because you get those quick three and outs, it kind of throws you off. It messes up the defense a little bit more, and you kind of air out your defense more than you should in those moments. I do agree he needs a level of anxiety that he's playing with to commit to execution. A great player finds a fine mix of anxiety, calmness, and just being locked in. And that's what Kenny needs more than anything. The plays ain't bad, as you can tell. It's a matter of him executing for the most part. I don't want to make an excuse for him. That tempo stuff is cute, but you got to have a quarterback that's capable. And I'm not sure if Kenny is there just yet. Antonio Jackson has a question. I'm actually going to hijack this one from you, Moan. All right, go ahead. I like it. He says, do you see the inside linebackers having another game like they did against the Ravens? First of all, the inside backers were actually pretty good in Los Angeles, too. I have something to share with you. I'm going to my phone here on purpose. Uh Uh-oh. Look at you. Big tech guy over here now, man. No, this is the the anti-tech. Oh, okay. Cole Holcomb said something hilarious to me, and I wanted to save it. I just wanted to save it for all time. This was today. I, I was asking him something about because I'm doing this this uh, game day column on how the linebackers have learned to work with each other uh, with each passing week, right? Okay. And uh, before it was all just chaos, whatever else. Here, this is from number fifty five. I told them, "Don't let me figure it out because when I figure it out, it's going to be dangerous." <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, from Cole. Hey. He, he was just referring to the Steelers style of play. He was just like, it was going to take him some time. It was going to take Quan Alexander some time. It was going to take Landon Roberts some time. And they've had that time now. And they've had those snaps, especially Cole. He's a three down guy. And they've gotten the job done professionally, wow. but also aggressively. And that's, that's your ILB. That's some good stuff right there, DK. That's why you save that. I save stuff like that in my text. He said, don't let me figure this thing out. That is such a good place to be because you know what that means? He's understanding it, and the game is slowing down to him. And all he got to do now is relax and play ball, DK. Uh Aha, that's some some real good stuff. I saw what I think you had starred, DK. Uh, No, I had this. Ryan Lytle comes in first with with 10 gifts. That's always appreciated. Ryan Lytle, a great friend to the show. Uh, definitely is Ryan. You're, you're a saint, man. Seriously. Uh, Blake goes, Hey, Mo, how much of a air quotation marks are the people listening and driving and, and watching the road is coach Tomlin when a guy commits a big penalty cheerleader. That is such a, I, I love and hate that term. There's all I kinds of derisiveness there. It is. Our, our, and it came from friggin', um, what's his name? Old quarterback uh, that was around for a while. Terry Bradshaw. I'm sorry to disrespect him like that, but Terry Bradshaw kind of started that. I don't want a cheerleader as a head coach comment and people just kind of ran with it. I'll say it. It was trash. It was. Yeah. He he called him a cheerleader. Somebody who's, who's, 
you know, part of the Steelers family, at least but when never he, comes around, at least when he feels like it is what I was going to say here. Right. But, but who has his name on four Super Bowl, you know, uh, championship he, lists with his team. Uh, it, it was, it was a garbage thing to say. Uh, Blake, but I'll say this in moments of the game, coach T understands because he played the game too. And moments where it's just stupid that if, if y'all want to know a cheerleader or, or what is he like in those type of big penalty moments, there's a clip floating around on X or Twitter or, or Instagram that shows him grabbing a first year or second year Marquise Pouncey. You know what I'm talking about, DK? Mm-hmm. Hey, man. Hey, why why you busy over there fighting? We losing clock. Why you busy over there fighting? This is bigger than you. Like, go look at that clip when you ask that question about is he a cheerleader? It's never that. It's perception. This is bigger than you is such a good line. Oh, he 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 humbled Marquise right there. I saw it and I still cringe because I was like, dang, he talked bad to my dog. But as a coach, you better talk bad to your guys every once in a while to let them know that, look, we in this thing for something way bigger than what you got going on personally. One thing I've learned to respect about all major league coaches and managers across sports is that they find ways to say a lot by saying very little when they communicate. This is bigger than you hits you seven different ways, all of which hurt, (laughs) you know, it's like no matter who you are, you know, there's the, even, even a Marquise Pouncey, you could say that too. He body pounced that day, and and I think their respect factor went through the roof on that one, man. Yeah, Randy says after Terry's warm welcome back to Pittsburgh, I'm surprised how he. Who cares? He, uh, I'll say this, and DK, you feel the same way about I have reporters. No feeling about this guy at all. Go ahead for, for former players or reporters and media that uh-huh. criticize guys of teams they're related to, or either yeah. they cover daily or whatever the case may be. None of that matters unless you walk in that locker room. Unless you're man enough to go face the music of what you said about dudes, it don't matter. Terry Bradshaw sits behind that desk every Sunday and do his thing. Not once does he go in that Pittsburgh locker room. Because he couldn't care less. I know. He's a big phony. He couldn't care less. But that's why his words don't mean a lot. I just need the clarity on that, man. Go in that locker room first. Let's be real clear on this, too. Bradshaw is the second best quarterback in team history. Okay. Second best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Despite the four. Yeah. The other, the other, the other guy had him beat on virtually every category, including including longevity. The only thing he didn't have was four Super Bowls. Instead, he had to go and get two. Uh, but that's that's okay. And and here I'm going to say this in both directions. I don't care what Bradshaw said about anything. I care about Mean Joe Green. I care about Mel Blunt. I care about the guys who have remained part of the family. Okay, They're, they have to me. Look, hey, let's put it another way, Moan. Go ahead. Remember after the game in Minneapolis uh-huh. when the Steelers couldn't run the ball? Well, Mr. Green. They couldn't defend the they, – I'm sorry, they couldn't defend the run? Mr. Green spoke up. What happened? The heavens shook, okay? Because that cut to everybody's soul, okay? No. Your head coach who never, ever, ever acknowledges what he refers to as noise or criticism mm-hmm. – from the outside, couldn't do this in this case because why? Mr. Green. Mr. Green spoke up. And he's not on the outside. No. Okay? Any damn time he pleases, he walks into that stadium and right into the center of your room. Yep. As if the 75 is still hanging there. 12 didn't do that. 12 doesn't do that. No, he does not. Uh, Let me me go right real quick, DK, to that one too. Uh, him, Chris, him saying this is so backhanded to Kenny too, because all it is, he's hoping it's another quarterback that don't break all his records. Yeah. That's saying, what that he's is. He's saying, oh, he's perfect for these guys. Cause they don't really want anybody who's dynamic. Yeah. You know, that's, that's terrible. Never said that about Ben though. <laughs> no, we did. And that was the other portion too. I think he don't like seven. So that there is a lot of let me praise the guy behind him so that it can uh, I can talk bad about him. That is hilarious. <laughs> they give give twelve out to a practice squad quarterback next year. See if he has a reaction. <laughs> you idiot. <A> scout team quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you are uh, an idiot. Hodge comes in and says uh, with, with a five dollar contribution and says after Deontay Johnson's big play early and then George Pickens gets flagged for the block. 
Coach T walked onto the field and had a chat with both while the refs were figuring out that call. Hey, he put he put his arm around them mm-hmm. like this and and talked to them and just had some things to say. Now, George, we haven't talked about that play. That block, you know, that was the old the Juju Peelback. block, the Heinz Ward block. Yeah. They, they've taken Steve out of the Smith. game. It's still though, man. I mean, it's not blindside. They call it a blindside block, but you're you're hitting them from the front. He blocked them out like basketball, man. That's what I thought it was. So, and here's the thing, too. Uh, if if uh, Hodge, if you wanted Coach T to rip guys, Deontay and 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 uh, George on that play too, like he did Pounce and other guys, you coach different players. You coach each player differently. So he might have to put his arm around Deontay and George, and he pop Marquise in his chest to talk to him. Same message was given, though, okay? But, yeah, that peel back block, though, man, negated what Deontay did. He didn't really have to, but I didn't think it was a bad block by George either. He's a physical guy, and I love that about him. Hand over fist. Want some, uh, want some Sunday scores here? Let's go. Uh, Sunday scores, DK. Let me, let me get a reference real quick for this weekend, man. The Jacks, they've won. They've won well. They're averaging about – what is it, 24 games? Yeah, they are. It's 25? four in a row, and, and they've put some points up, and they've done it in a diverse way. It's been impressive. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm going to say, DK? We cracked 30 this weekend. The Steelers? Offensively. Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, well, the ones who play in Pittsburgh. 31-17. You have the Steelers scoring 31 points. 31-17, DK. And you expect people to still watch this show again Monday? 31-17. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> There's nothing wrong out. with that. You know what I'm going, right? Uh, my feeling about this game in a, in a very general sense is that there's there's going to be a lot of burden on Kenny to get things done. They're going to have to put the ball up because Jacksonville does defend the run well. And Jacksonville is going to do what the Rams tried to do and did early in the game in Los Angeles, which is let's just going to stack the run. We're going to stack against it. We don't want you to run. We're going to ask. We're going to challenge number eight to beat us. We don't think he can. That's what it's going to be. I see a lot of pushback. All of you anti-30 folks, I can't. It's Monday. I'll hold this up when we see about 31 points, okay? Just so you know. And I appreciate it too, DK. Bold, Randy. You're right. Uh, <laughs> Look at the bless your hearts. That's right. That's yeah. right. That that's how that's how it's coming in here. Now you got some. Uh, there, there's there's some strong feelings about this. There's also yeah. there's also a fair amount of people picking Jacksonville. Uh, Bob Schreiner, of course, is always wants you to get specific. You talking about four touchdowns and a field goal? That's what you're talking about. Bob wants to know. I didn't say how. Do I have to specify because we're not talking about the devil of the detail well, here? Okay, because if we get a pick six, that's still 31 points. Yancey's pointing out that you're going to have to be in the range of 300 yards and three touchdowns. You're going to need some big plays to do this. Okay, you're uh, saying we can't. I'm I know saying, we hadn't I'm seen saying, it. I'm saying it's it's been since the turn of the decade since we've seen it. That's what I'm saying. 31. You know, it's 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 been a long time. Book it. You know? Book it, DK. Another way of looking at this, Christopher says, how big would a win be? Getting over the hump, peeling off some W's. That's what I'm saying. Chris, mm-hmm. I'm with you. By the way, Chris, we got to get you away from that uncle table. Yeah, what's that? Also, we had useless knowledge over here from the 904. Say, hey, why ain't I green? That's because you hadn't unlocked the gifts. There's been numerous given out today. I think that was a Kermit the Frog song. <laughs> was it really? No. Because oh, he God. already was green. The joke just totally died. Like it halfway did. out of my mouth, it just died. Mm, that was terrible, DK. Come on, man. It's Friday. You should be better than this. Yeah, I think we we should end it here as a result. We should. Yeah, you're not gonna get much better than that. And we got to turn yeah. useless, you know, green. Yeah, not much. Not much. Oh yeah, useless has to become green. Terrible. All right, guys. That's all. Bye. You see the offense busting out, even even with Deontay showing up in parentheses. Yeah, I do. I do. Home game, DK. Let me say this. It's, it's on hope, too, and it's based off Kenny. Kenny has the ability to throw the ball down the field a little bit. I he see does. that being the case. And the fact that they're probably going to try to force his team to not run it, 
that means there could be more plays down the field. I, I, well, I'm a believer they're capable of it. If he's confident enough, and it looked like he had a little bit of that in the game, of spinning the ball down the field, DK, that's not far-fetched, not even. And I know you know that. We just hadn't seen it. Yeah, I think the, the main thing here is if the lesson that can be learned, if you're paying attention, meaning if you're the coordinator and you're paying attention, is from Los Angeles is that they spread the Rams out. And as a result, they were to do, able to do a little bit of everything mm -hmm. from there because now the Rams were out of sorts. Now they couldn't just lock in on one area. Yep. Okay. Well, you have to make that happen in the first quarter rather than in the fourth. Throw them off. Show them something they're not used to seeing. Knock off this crap about, we need to establish the run. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with that too, DK. And they might not have an option, you know, other than to spin the ball, other than to get, some, yeah. to, to get some control tempo. Be at the line of scrimmage. The tech with me's, man, is, is where you know you start cooking. You hear me? When you can get a quarterback and send his group to the line of scrimmage and have them in those check to me moment, check with me moments, that's where you get some tempo without having to be in no huddle. You just make the defense show you what they're doing. Okay, that's that's where when I say is Kenny capable of doing some stuff, it's getting to the line of scrimmage. Hey, red eighty, red eighty, that easy, easy, easy. Look over to the sideline while receiver get their signals and stuff like that. Hey, O line protection 76, 76. And then you go. That's because we've undressed the entire defense. That's the growth we're looking for from Kenny. And honestly, that's unfair. That's an unfair expectation because that's what we saw Ben do. Ben grew into that. Let's be honest. Ben was he was helped by a really good defense and a very veteran team early on. So he had time to go grow, right, DK? Mm -hmm. Kenny's been thrown into the fire with the expectation this thing needs to be pumping right now. But Kenny does have to grow fast. I'm not off blaming Kenny for some of the stuff that's happened over with this team the last however many games he started, year and a half that he started right now. Roy Baldwin has the best idea of all. This is where we're going to end for the week. 30 points just put up fourth quarter on the Akersher Stadium scoreboard <laughs> for all fourth quarters. I love it. It's right there under QTR. Just have a digit four. That's that's a way to end right there, Roy. Did you imagine the referee having to do the call upstairs? The scoreboard operator, please reset the clock to the first quarter, not the fourth. Very funny, guys. <laughs> they would explain it like that, too. Hey, if that's what it takes, I'm here for it, man. Oh, no. We're projecting now. If we beat the Jags 12-4, and four, easy there, easy. Steelers, by the way, are 11-4 and four over their last 15 games for all the misery and woe. Imagine that. I can't. I can't even wrap my head around it. Imagine that. Yeah, useless. If you if you come in here more often, man, and not deal with other stuff during the time that we're on, you know we, the show ends, but it doesn't. This is post-credits. No, it doesn't. It ends when this man says it's time to end because he's actually, he's the puppeteer. He's pulling all the strings in the background. Glenn, just like Glenn Thomas life. is calling all the plays now, DK. No, only the good ones. Only. <laughs> You should be, you used to be better than this, DK. You used to. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> there was a time where you were better than this. Not anymore, man. It's probably because it's Friday. All right, guys. We'll do it again Monday. And then next week, remember, is is Ramon Foster week here in Pittsburgh. And we'll be yep. keeping everybody up to date as soon as we have more specifics on how we're gonna handle the Wednesday before the game here downtown. Yeah, no doubt. Y'all be safe, man. Have a random conversation. Call somebody you ain't talked to in a while. Love each other. Uh, and pray for one another, too, man. Buy somebody a random beer. Be safe. Make it back to us on Monday with a dub. Peace.